Hi friends, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. Shanina Shaikh, a friend of mine who is known as a renowned model, wellness figure, actress, and of course cover star is here to chat with us today. We go in deep talking about her new baby on the way, what she is hoping for her child to see in this world, as well as her modeling and acting career over the years from Australia to New York and LA, London and beyond. We talk about the hardships of what it's like to be a mixed child from various backgrounds all over the world. And we hope that you'll find a little light at the end of this episode so you can relate to the heart space of those who are just like you and me. I'm here with my girlfriend, Shadina Shaikh. Welcome. Thank you. See We're you. so happy to see you. So for those of you who don't know Shadina, she has an incredible professional resume over two decades of work. And you have modeled, you have been an actress mm-hmm. in like movies like The Mummy and most recently, I think, Greed. Yes. Which is amazing because people will say, I know her. And they always have a different story that ties back to Victoria's Secret. Or maybe it was the modeling show back in Australia. Back in Australia. The Australians love you for it. <laughs> it's true. They do, I guess. It's it was so cute. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I started young and also people remember me from Top Chef years ago. And I was like, oh, God. It's reality TV. Yeah. yeah. It works. <laughs> but it's good because it shows that you can still make it as a professional, mm-hmm. especially if you work really hard and you dedicate your time and your hard work. So tell me a little bit about the transition of how moving to the U.S. was mm-hmm. and your career in modeling and how it got you to where you are today. Definitely. I started modeling when I was quite young, when I was eight years old. I saw that. Amazing. It was really good. It was exciting for me because it was pocket money for me. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. For candy. Yeah, for candy and canteen money. <laughs> it was good. Um, no, but it did. It helped with like my school books. And, you know, my mom was a single mom too. So, you know, it was quite nice. But growing up, I was quite shy. But for some reason, I really enjoyed being in front of the camera. And um, as a girl, I was a tomboy, but I enjoyed like getting dressed up and getting your hair and makeup done, going out of school, getting McDonald's every now and then is quite nice too. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Dude, Happy Meals when we were little. Yeah. I had every toy. And I think people would look at us now and be like, right. Okay. <laughs> but it was so the it thing to do. It was a thing to do. Yes. Yeah, come back to school with a McDonald's or all the kids are jealous. <laughs> oh, you were Melbourne. I grew up in Melbourne. So Melbourne, Australia. People that haven't been there yet, I heard I've been, but they describe it as like a Brooklyn of Australia. So how would you describe it to people? Because it's your hometown. It's very European. Yes. Yeah, I would consider it very European. Sydney's very much like LA. So very like arts and culture in Melbourne. Great food. Um, it's an amazing place to grow up. I love it's very diverse and multicultural. But um, yeah, but myself. Back then, I was so diverse. My mom, she's uh, Australian-Lithuanian, and my dad is Saudi-Pakistani, but he was born in Singapore. So, um, yeah, I was growing up and did modeling, and then I kind of stopped when I was around, when I started high school, because my mom wanted me to focus on my studies. 
and I was a bit of a smarty pants nerd. I was an accelerator program in school, so I had to really give a lot of time. But modeling kept coming up for me and on my path, and I really wanted to do it. Um, So my mum said if I wanted to do it, she said, if you can keep up with your school studies, I'll let you, you know, follow Follow your dreams. So I kept up with my school. What a good mom. Yeah. Well, she. I kept my promise too. I was like, I'll keep up with my studies. I did my, you know, did all my homework. I did really well. And then um, I went on a reality TV show because, unfortunately for me in Australia, because I don't look like the stereotypical Australian girl, Caucasian, blonde, beach, you know, beach babe. Totally get it. I kind of had to work a little harder to be noticed and be seen and try to fit in. Yeah. Um, I didn't have an audience, so uh, it was really hard for me to get booked for bigger jobs. And so I did this TV show, yeah. and the prize was to get a contract to go to New York City. So that was just my main goal. And I didn't win. I became runners-up. Um, so I didn't think I needed it, but I got a contract as soon as the show Oh, finished. nice. Yeah. So somebody signed you right away regardless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was when you were 15. I was just turning 17. Oh, 17. Oh, 17. Okay. Yes. Amazing. And so I had the opportunity to go to New York when I was 17. It's like a really big move. My plan was just to go for three months and then see how it was. Um, and I flew over, I think, I still remember it was like January 6th. <laughs> I flew over to... What year was it? 2009. Oh my God, that is amazing. Yeah. I moved out in 2010, yeah. so we might have overlapped yes. about that time. Yeah. But I'm so proud of you for doing the move, Shanina, from Australia to the US. As people may think that when our friends and family move from London or Australia, or even Canada to the U.S., that it's an early and easy adaptation. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's very different. The culture is different. So how was it when you landed in New York City for the first time at 17? <laughs> I have never seen snow in my whole entire life with being an Australian <laughs> child, kid. Grand, uh, and so they, New York just had a snowstorm. So that was a like, wow, snow. I've never seen in my whole entire life. And that was really cool. And then uh, I went to the model's apartment and I was on Houston and Avenue, between Avenue A and B. Um, But no one was in the apartment when I got there. So I thought I was going to meet somebody or, you know, be greeted with another girl because I just took a 24 hour flight. I was hungry. I've never been to New York, to the USA, you know, and I started crying (laughs) because I didn't know what to do. And it's also was like 10 o'clock in the evening and I'm like, I can't contact anybody as such. And so I was really like, my poor mom, you know, imagine getting that phone call as a mom. I was like, mom, I don't know where to go and what to do. But um, yeah, no, it was okay. In the morning, I think on Monday, whatever it may be, went to the agency. I only like spent a night and I went straight to work. I went straight to the agency and I was put into work so wow. I went for castings that um, is amazing yeah it was pretty it was a big deal I did really I booked a job on the second day of my castings and you probably haven't stopped since yeah you know we just saw you on several magazine covers like now <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm very I'm very hard working and I'm like very de- dedicated to my job and 
um, I always want to do my best. So I'm a bit of a perfectionist, probably. Um, so I'd be hard on myself. I was really hard on myself when being younger. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you got it from your mother or father being Lithuanian, Australian on one side and Saudi Arabian, Pakistani on the other? My mom. I get it from my mom. Okay. So um, she instilled those ways in you when you were a child. She's a Virgo, so she's a perfectionist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's a perfectionist anyway, but she's always kind of uh, supported me and guided me to do my best and kind of um, instilled in me that if you want to get what you want, you know, where you want to be or whatever you want to get um, in life, you have to work hard for it. So when I was doing athletics, my mom would be at the track, take me to like a track and train me to make sure that I could beat my, do a personal best on my running. So she's always pushed me, but I'm always grateful for that because, um, yeah, no, she's amazing because she's raised me quite well, you know. My yeah, she has. Yeah. Who knew, you know, the coolest part about having friends who work in media is people don't really know you. I mean, I love Dennis Rodman, don't ask. He says, <laughs> he says that, you know, people think that they know you, but they don't really know you. Yeah. And so when people see Shanina, they say, oh my God, this girl is a mega supermodel, actress, superstar on the cover of these magazines, doing runway shows. You've worked with Chanel, you've worked with Tom Ford, Oscar De La Renta, Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. That's where people see you and they think that they have a preconceived notion about who you are. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of our audience will be able to relate to you when you said, when I was growing up, nobody looked like me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't blonde hair, blue eyed, and I needed to do something to stand out. Mm -hmm. And so... It's interesting because I think the tables and the tides turn a little bit when you get older because yeah. look at where your heritage has taken you, you know, it's yeah. beautiful. And yeah. I know that a lot of our, our friend group that we did the AAPI movement with would agree when we all said on that really powerful call that we did together, mm -hmm. um, for those of you who don't know, we did a AAPI like girls clubhouse. Um, and I think everyone was crying by the end yeah. of the call. There was a lot of like, there was a lot of hate crimes going on. It still is, you know, it's really, it's terrible. And I like, I can't even like look at videos. Like, like it angers me so much, but um, during, especially during the pandemic, um, at its height, there was a lot of hate crimes um, because the relation to our, the president at the time as well kind of created this movement again, which was really terrible. So I can connect with the community um, also because I was bullied in school and it was all related to my looks and, how, you know, how I was raised, my genetics pretty much. So I learned... Like, I can connect on so many levels with that. And throughout my job as well. Like, it's pretty tough. <laughs> God, I totally I think um, we might have talked about this on the call. Because we have friends who were Mexican and Filipino. Yeah. Um, Japanese and, you know, Chinese. Or some people are even Korean and Japanese. And then they have this rift between historical war ties mm -hmm. of, like, countries not getting along. Um, and then when we spoke about your little brothers, yeah. you are mixed Asian as well. Yes. Um, it 
really touched my heart. And I never forgot what anybody said on that call. I was, I was in tears on the other side of the microphone, like trying not to let everybody know that I felt the exact same way. Yeah. I think we can all connect. And if you put it, us all together, yeah. kind of put the glue together, we all have very like similar stories. And the main aspect of why this is happening is just pretty much because of, of hate. It's not, it's lack of education as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just politics and it's not embracing cultures as well. Like being so diverse, Australia's, Australia is so diverse and so multicultural. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about going to London before, why I like love being, going to London, being UK to really embrace other cultures and cuisines. And, you know, I think that's, you know, yeah. where I want to be like, you know, move towards where you celebrated. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was rough. I agree. And, yeah. Um, San Diego was so similar to Sydney in a lot of ways. Mm. And I got made fun of so bad. I think I, we talked about this on the group call, but I would like cringe um, over the first day of school because yeah. they would read my, my Polish, Japanese, and Candace. You know, my name in general was something that, um, every teacher looked at me weird mm. and you just don't forget those things when you get older. Yeah. yeah. Kind of cause a dent inside of you and yeah. a boundary as well. Oh yeah. You become, um, I'm sure we've both gone through this too and it's not talked about a lot, but the things that producers have done to me and said to me, uh, over the last 20 years have also been so bad that when I work with different production companies now, I'm always thinking that they're going to try to do something evil behind my back. Yeah. And, or I've had co-hosts that were so mean to me, um, makeup artists that made me cry and I totally get it. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that you have as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. No, it hurts terrible. It makes me so upset. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I do. I really do. It's for my job as well. Like I've lost jobs because I don't fit into a category or box of and a culture or background, and um, which was sad. And I've gone two jobs and walked in the door and been pretty much escorted out because I, it's insane. They wouldn't even take my comp card. And I've been so many times I've like called my mom crying because I'm like the time and effort and the, you know, you know, I'm very hardworking and just what you do as a model as well. Um, you, you have to have really tough skin and to add another layer to that. And I'm sure a lot of like mixed or black women, Asian as well, have to have the other layer where they have to like push down walls to like be, get on the runway or just to be seen by the client. And then, you get through the door and you're excited, you look great, you have your hair and makeup done, and then they're saying, no, you're not meant to be here. Yeah. Oh my God, you are so <laughs> strikingly beautiful. Not, not like, oh, you're cute or pretty. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, you have a striking presence and beauty. And if people can't see that, that is got to be on them. You know, it's... Mm. I, I totally understand what you mean because people want to believe that everyone should be one way, believe one system, have the same religious beliefs, yes. have the same background, yes. believe in the same morals and values, and that is not realistic. 
You know, there are billions of people on our planet we should embrace and love and care. And mm -hmm. I love that you can share. Do you think that things have gotten better over the years? Um, I definitely think with the movement of social media has given a lot of like all of us a voice yes. and things are being seen. So you can't, they can't hide from anything. You know what I mean? Like governments, politics and you know, everybody and you can't hide from anything. And the fashion industry has definitely made a lot of changes and movements for the better. And I can, you know, we're always working and like trying to better everything. Yeah. Everything's not going to be perfect, but it definitely has drastic, you know, for me seeing this, it's changed quite a lot. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, good to know that um, people have started to open up their minds. Your parents and my parents chose mm -hmm. love because they all came from different countries and different backgrounds yeah. and different belief systems and they made it work. Yeah. And that is the most important thing, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. Like now being pregnant, I'm very mixed, but my partner is also very mixed as well. Awesome. So my child's going to be just... My Dirty things. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boyfriend is, he's Nigerian and his mom's Armenian Iranian. Beautiful. So very mixed. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm so yeah. everybody is so excited for you. Have there been um, wellness routines or workouts or maybe even like something that you've been craving that is different <laughs> these days because of the baby? Definitely. I um, I'm very lucky during my pregnancy at the moment that I do have um, I do have my days where I'm like I want to take a nap as you normally yeah. would do, but I've had like really great energy throughout my whole pregnancy um i was traveling a lot in my first trimester i went to australia three times oh my god we <laughs> saw magazine covers of shanina while she was pregnant and it was so beautiful that these magazines and i'll list off some that she has been on the cover of and these are all global as well uh cosmo l vogue harper's bazaar in Singapore, Saudi Arabia, Vietnam, Australia, the US. And these are things that we want you to be so proud of because mm -hmm. I know the pain of a mixed cultured family growing up and never feeling accepted in a Western world. But I really think that you are part of the reason why we're able to break through a lot of these barriers now. And your baby is going to see that as well. Yes. And that's exciting. It's you know? exciting. I, I feel grateful at, that I am a role model to so many women um, who feel encouraged that they want to move into the industry or just feel like they can look at a magazine or, you know, yeah. or look at TV and like relate to um, a woman, um, especially with my Middle Eastern background, yeah. I have a like huge audience as well. So um, that makes me feel super grateful and special. I love yeah. that about you, though. I it made my you know my mom is still a Buddhist hardcore, and my father is very Christian, <laughs> and they raised my sister and I Catholic. So well, that's interesting. And my dad is you know from Poland, just like your mom is from Lithuania. Yeah. And they, um, my mom is from Japan. So these are really deep rooted family ties, like Pakistani, Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. Lithuania, and then if you add in the element of Australia. Mm. Um, so growing up, 
whether it was religion or creed, race, color, how was the family dynamic when you were growing up? Like, how did your parents work it out? Um, so my mum was my mum was born in Australia. Her father was from Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Came after the Second World War. Met my grandmother, and you know, again, love just paves the way. <laughs> and started the family and. Um, my mom and dad, yeah, when they met, they had a really special bond. But I was born Muslim, and my brother and I were born Muslim. Yeah, my dad. So my mom had to convert to Islam when she married my dad. Wow. Um, they're not together today, um, but um, so she converted back to her, <laughs> her <other> religion. <laughs> um, so my mom's kind of just always instilled in us, and my dad's been very supportive as well, just to whatever makes you happy and whatever your choices that you make and whatever you believe in, you follow. Um, so my, I've been very close, closer to more of the Middle Eastern culture. Um, I, I just, I don't know why I just feel like that. I would love that though. It might be because your father has this deep rooted tie to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And then although Saudi Arabia is considered Western Asia and then Pakistan is considered South Asia. Mm-hmm. It seems like most people aren't aware that the Muslim culture and the practice is beautiful, you yeah. know, and it's about peace and joy and celebration, prayer. Yes. And it's, it's a very beautiful. It's a very peaceful religion and obviously with um, a lot of things that are happening in the world, there's a, you know, stereotype of, you know, the religion and how it's looked upon, but it's a very peaceful religion. And I've been around it since I was a little girl. So, um, no, but I've just, growing up, I've, this is a choice I've made just growing up. And um, but I've loved, like, the, our background. Like, I have such a huge range of, like, cuisines that I eat as yes. well. Like, um, from Singaporean, Malaysian, Chinese, Indian. And then from Australia, we have the Australian and the European side. So I just feel like when you grow up with so much education of cultures, you learn so much about the world. And I think you embrace more people. You don't look at people and judge, which we have a judgment today because they're not having the visual or learning about everybody. So I think that's what's creating as well today, like all these hate crimes as well. Oh my God, I find myself like tearing up listening to you talk about how your upbringing, although hard and difficult and painful, Mm. it really is the reason why we're able to make change. And hopefully your baby will be able to live through a better world. It feels like we've gone backwards in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) We're here. Don't worry. We're still here. And Shanina and I have an ability to keep going and prove that, you know, if you, if you really believe in what you do too, and you practice, um, kindness, like empathy and equanimity is this practice in Buddhism of just like treating everyone equally. Yeah. But isn't that like what all like religion is about as well? Like that's the main thing. It's all about like love and kindness and caring and just being respectful so yeah and wanted to like you know raise my unborn child this way it's all just all about 
being accepting of others and learning about other people, but being just a kind, caring, and respectful person. That's my. That's just my name as a mother at the moment. <laughs> it's good. You, it sounds like you have a great mom. Like I've said this before, a genius is supposed to be somebody with just a great mom. Yeah, she's here next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, she's lots of fun. Lithuanian food. Does she cook it? She knows a little bit. Um, my our family members like knew how to like even make their own vodka. Oh, nice. <laughs> Polish family does that too. Yeah, it's a very Polish. And get yeah. wasted. Yeah, it's very strong. <laughs> I know. Okay. No. But it's, um, yeah, I've, yeah, I feel very close to my, my dad's side of the region. I think they're actually, the Middle Eastern um, culture is more accepting of me, especially with my audience as well. Um, and I think that's just because of how I look yeah. and what I've been doing. And it's a minority as well. So... You are a perfect representation for them because mm-hmm. you you look like them, so they innately are drawn to you. Um, I work with the White House Initiative for AAPI in Hawaii yeah. because all the kids can relate, you know, yeah. when they see you. Yeah. So when a girl sees you, they're going to think of Shanina versus like a Barbie doll, mm-hmm. and they're going to know that they have a pathway to acting, to, you know, being on these amazing magazine covers and also I know that there's probably more inside of you than just modeling and acting yes so what else would your dream be over the next few years especially going into motherhood definitely I think like especially during the pandemic yes. um we have someone in common Jeffrey yay we really love Jeff Shinnable <laughs> oh, love we Jeffrey. love you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and just like you said, when we started, it was kind of like, people don't really know who you are, Shanina. Like, like you know, like, you know, it means like there's just so That's much more to peel back than just me being a face. And I'm quite shy, but I'm lots of fun and very <laughs> caring, humanitarian. Yes, yes. And so I want to dive in into doing Wellness Wednesdays and talking Yay. to um, experts in the like mental um, and wealth um, health, health and wealth, health and wealth, <laughs> um, experts. And it was really, that was really like an amazing journey for me. Um, talking to so many people and getting advice and just helping others and yeah. listening in. So that kind of, um, has like pushed me. I've been doing this for years though, but like skincare is a real, like a big passion of mine. Yeah. Um, and it's all about wellness. And yeah. I really believe that taking care of your skin says a lot about how you take care of yourself as a person. So it's not just about putting beauty products on and doing all these skincare routines. It's about getting the right sleep, um, being around the right people. Stress puts a lot of like, you know, does so much to your body and your skin. So working on that right now and my business. So it's actually, I might have something out next year. I'm really excited. Yes, we will have to have you back on <laughs> to promote. Yes, I'm really excited. So we can all stay tuned for that. Oh, I'm so proud of you, lady. So I remembered when Jeff Shinnable, he was a mutual agent of ours that introduced us years ago. We started doing Wellness Wednesdays together. Yeah. And then we actually did one with Nadia Okamoto. We did a, um, yeah, we had like a, like a three-way live. Yes. Yes. And she's also really taken off, too. She has, yeah. I was like, you guys blow me away because of 
how you got started so young. Mm. So if you have advice for young women that want to be in wellness, in beauty, on magazine covers, or maybe they want to be an actress one day or run their own wellness or skincare business, Mm -hmm. what would you say to somebody who looks like us that really might be struggling because we do have a harder path to forge? Definitely. I think my advice would be um, surround yourself with a supportive team. It's really important to have um, that key element of everyone that guides you in the right way um, and who believes in you very important in my job as well if I kind of sat back and listened to the people that told me that I couldn't do so much I wouldn't be where I am today so really important to have that guidance and the support team and never give up I am honestly that there's been times where I've wanted to quit modeling probably three times I've had phone calls with my mom and I said I think it's done I don't have the I just don't have the confidence to do this anymore and it's very hard but if you keep pushing through and have the confidence to keep going and just believe in yourself you'll be pleasantly surprised about what you um, can create and achieve so that would be my best advice I love that I feel in my heart that we were supposed to do this and these messages were supposed to get out and that we can continue that girl tribe of love and support. Mm. Um, Miranda, we could have cut that for you today. <laughs> this is our friend Miranda's line. Yes. I feel in my heart that a lot of us are on this playing field and if we don't support each other because of the times right now, men are pretty good about supporting one another and they People don't they need to do better. Yes. Yeah. And they don't tear each other down the way that women do. Yeah. We kind of like look at women and it's really, if you like something, you kind of like tear her down because there's jealousy or just yes. want, but it's, you should embrace it and be like compliment. And then, you know, that should push you to like do better as well. Yeah. Kind of like my girlfriends are like, yeah, like my role models because they make me work harder. I love that. <laughs> and that's why you surround yourself with like, like-minded individuals. Yeah. They say that you are a reflection of about the five closest people to you. So when we're thinking about your baby, do we know gender yet? We do. And I can't say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're taking so, guesses. <laughs> but I was going to say, then you guess? Well, I if you feel fabulous and look good it might be a boy Mm. but I also was hoping that it could be a girl because I think you'd be a great role model for a little girl yeah so I don't don't worry you don't have to it's okay I'll tell you after okay (laughs) (laughs) so what would you like for your baby to see in this world Ooh, that's such a good question um I would just like him to see everyone being very loving and kind and caring. And again, just what I would instill in him and give him the values, morals, um, and everyone just embracing one another and loving each other. We just have to all go back to love because there's a lot of hate in this world, unfortunately. So I just want him to see a lot of love and be surrounded by that. Yeah, precious little one. We're so excited for you, Shanina. Thank you. I'm 
I'm so happy that we did this too because you'll really set a standard for women to also we have so many friends that are beautiful models or actresses but Mm -hmm. I want you guys to use your voice and come on podcasts and share your story because otherwise people will never fall in love with you the way that Jeff and I did (laughs) and you can only know somebody when you really start to get in deep so thank you for coming I just want to support you, so I'm oh, seeing you, so that's why I can't. Oh my God. You're so <laughs> precious. I can't believe it. My friend Lee, who yes. is a food writer in Australia, just loves you. Oh, that's so she sweet. is the sweetest. Yeah, there's a big tribe of Aussies who love you. I know they're going to freak out when this comes out. She is real and fabulous. <laughs> Where can people find you so that they can keep following your journey, Shanina? Uh, probably my Instagram at Shanina M. Shike. And I, you can see more of my personality, I think, on TikTok as well. So <laughs> but yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. And when you launch your product, we're really going to look forward to it. And we can't wait to see what happens. I suggest maybe even writing a book with Jeff. Yes. You've got a great so. story. Yeah. And I think the world... A psychic really... told me to do that one time, actually. Oh, God. Yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little I gorgeous. feel it. Yeah. Well, I just think that your background is so beautiful and nobody knows the story but you. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. When you're ready. Yeah. I think so. After the baby's popped in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Wabi Sabi podcast. Don't forget to subscribe now to our channel and follow Shanina on her Instagram and her TikTok. And for those of you who want to continue to follow the journey at Wabi Sabi, don't forget to write a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. See you guys next time. <laughs>